This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 109. Hey everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. My name is Dr. Julie Capel, and I just want to welcome you to the podcast if you haven't listened before. This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast, where we talk about all things for veterinarians, veterinary technicians, and people that work in and around the veterinary profession. We talk about how to manage your mind, create better work-life balance, better mental health, and also physical health, relationships. We talk about money. We talk about personalities. We talk about conflict resolution, all the things to help make your life better. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about commitment. It's that time of year when we've set a bunch of goals. We are working on it. It's been about a month. We're starting to feel a little bit fatigued about trying to keep ourselves focused on our goals for the year. And with all the things we've been through in the past year, it's a little bit difficult to keep our mind on the prize. And so on this podcast, I want to talk about what commitment is and what it feels like and how we can create more commitment to ourselves and our goals this year. But before we get started talking about that, I just want to let you know that I do have some coaching going on this year, individual coaching and also group coaching. If you are interested in trying out this thing called life coaching, you can contact me on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Both things will get you there. You can email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com if you just want to ask some questions about what what it is, this thing called life coaching, and how you can use it to propel yourself into a better life. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you so much. If you listen to me every week, I really appreciate you. So I thank you so much for listening, and I welcome you back. So this week, we are going to talk about commitment. And we need commitment in order to achieve our goals. And so that's why this is such an important concept. Commitment means being bound emotionally or intellectually to a course of action or being dedicated. Another definition is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. Other words that need commitment to me are dedication, devotion, faithfulness, fidelity even, anything that creates that feeling of not giving up, kind of hanging on like grim death, something that you won't let go, that's what commitment is all about. And not in a creepy, weird way. We don't want to be committed to where we're lurking around someone or something, but we want to be committed to the things that we've promised ourselves. We want to be committed to our own mental health our own goals, and our own achievements. So why commitment? Why do we need to be committed? If you're not committed, you will give up too quickly. You will not push through to get to the things that you really want to get to, whether it's money goals that you're trying to create, whether you're trying to 
own a practice or hire someone or whatever the project is, if you don't embrace commitment, you will give up. And if you're not committed, you will also be less determined. If you don't feel committed, you will also procrastinate. And that's a big problem. If you're someone like me that likes to avoid pain, and most of us do because our human brain wants us to not feel pain, you, you'll, your brain will want to procrastinate. You'll do anything to not have to work towards your goals. I know when I'm getting ready to write a blog each week, because that's something that I've committed myself to every Sunday. When I get ready to write my blog, I think of a hundred different things that I could do instead laundry and vacuuming and feed the dogs and, you know, anything that I can think of to keep me from having to write that blog. And that is just my primitive brain trying to pull me away from that determination and that commitment that I have made to write that blog every week. And so it is something that I have to work on. And we're going to go through some ways we can work on that today so you can be more committed. The other thing that will happen if you're not committed to a goal is you will make unproductive decisions towards the goal. So by that, I mean, instead of being very direct in getting to the thing that you want to get done, you will sometimes create steps that really are not productive. They seem productive. Your brain will want to tell you that they're productive, but they will be things that you really don't have to do to get where you want to go. I'll do things like when I sit down to write, I'll feel like, oh, I need to put socks on because my feet are cold and I need to get comfortable and I need to have music playing or whatever it is my brain wants to tell me that I need to do in order to reach this goal. And these things have nothing to do with what I'm trying to accomplish. It's just my brain trying to either procrastinate or distract me from the things that I want to do. So these steps that I'm making up feel important and they're really not. The actual steps to writing and the actual steps to coming up with a topic and studying it and then writing all the words down and then editing. Those are the real steps. But my brain wants to tell me that I have to be comfortable and I have to be warm and I have to have the right environment, you know, lighting a candle or whatever it is that my brain will make up. And that's just part of that unproductive decision making that your brain will do in order to distract you from being committed to the steps that will create your goal. So commitment in and of itself will help you to stay focused and stay on track. Now there's a difference between motivation and commitment. If you remember when we talk about something like motivation, it basically is the reason that you want something. What is your motivation for wanting to lose 10 pounds? So you can fit into your genes, so you can be more healthy. Those are motivations. What is my motivation for writing my blog? I want to get better at writing. I want to put things out into the world to help people. Those are motivations which are different than commitments because motivation usually starts at the beginning of a goal. You know, we're first of the year, we're going to exercise 
every day for 30 minutes. That is our goal. And we have all this motivation the first week of January, right? We get on the exercise bike or we go jogging or we take our dogs for a walk. That's motivation. And we feel all this motivation. But the difference between motivation and commitment is commitment is what comes up when things get difficult. Commitment is what you need to pull up out of your heart and your soul when you start to fail or when things don't go right. If you miss a day exercising or you get injured, let's say, and you can't run, and now you need to come up with a different exercise in order to reach your goals. Commitment is the thing that keeps you going. The motivation comes early. The commitment comes when things get tough. I always think about commitment when I'm thinking about it in my head and I'm really struggling with being committed to a goal. I think about it like my friend Rocky. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that Sylvester Stallone and Rocky are my all-time favorites. I love the movies and I love him. And I just always feel motivated when I think about Sylvester Stallone and the way he started out and got the movie Rocky made. And then the, the movies themselves, they're very motivated and motivating, I should say. But in the movies, Rocky has to be totally committed to his goal in order to go into the ring and go the distance with Apollo Creed. And motivation at the beginning is getting ready for the fight, but the actual commitment is the day in, day out, getting up at 5 a.m., drinking a bunch of eggs, which is kind of gross, but cool if you haven't watched the movie, and going out there and running every morning, all alone, when you're lonely, when there's nobody else there, nobody's cheering you on. It comes from within. Commitment is this deep, burning need to create what it is that you want to create in the world. And a commitment is something that comes from deep inside. And that's what's needed to accomplish any really difficult goal. So dedication, devotion, faithfulness to the goal, those are all words that go along with commitment. And if you can't feel that deep down in your soul and you can't pull it out, then the first time something happens to pull you away from whatever it is that you're trying to create, you will be likely to quit. A really interesting example that happened to me a couple of weeks ago is I was struggling to decide what to record about for the podcast. And I was on the phone with my son, Tristan, who lives in New York and he's a musician. So look him up on YouTube and listen to his amazing music. I was talking to him and he said, well, mom, if you don't want to record a podcast this week, you don't have to, you don't have to do it every week. Some people that do podcasts skip a week and that's okay. And I said to him, I said, Tristan, I think if I skipped a week, then I would be more likely to skip the following week or two weeks later, I might skip a week and it will get so much easier for me to not keep my commitment to myself to record every week if I start taking a break. And I understand that if I have to take a break for some reason, that that's okay. But if I can stay committed to this goal of recording every week and putting a podcast out for you that listen to the Veterinary Life Coach podcast, then that's a commitment that I've made to myself that I don't want to break. And if I do break it once, I will be much more likely to break it again. 
So I would like to put the concept out there to you that life in of itself requires dedication and commitment because life tests us. There are so many things that come up day in and day out that test our resolve. Just as we start to think we've got things figured out, something bad happens, right? I mean, we had all experienced it this past year with COVID. Who would have ever thought that there would be a worldwide pandemic that we all had to deal with? And it affected us in so many crazy ways. It affected health of our loved ones. It affected schools and that our children not being able to go to school. It affected travel plans. You know, we had a trip schedule that we couldn't do. There's just so many things that it brought up for us. And that's how life is. Whenever you think you have it figured out, just when you think that you're home free and you're doing great, something will come up. I remember when I owned my practice and um, back in 2008, I decided that I was going to add on to my building because it was getting kind of small. We were really growing out of the exam rooms that we had. Our waiting room was really tiny. And I decided I was going to add on to the building. So I started researching it in like 2006, 2007, what I was going to do, how much it was going to cost. Well, as soon as I pulled the trigger and I borrowed the money and I got a builder and I started ripping down my building, the, um, the economy went in the toilet. It was like 2008 timeframe when everything crashed and the banks were all messed up and the mortgages were being um, all recalled. And it was just kind of a financial nightmare. And the veterinary hospitals got very, very slow because people didn't have any money and they were losing their homes. And so our income at my veterinary hospital went way down at the same very same time that I was spending tons of money expanding my hospital. And it was such a trying time and it was so frustrating and I was so down. And it was just one of those things that really kicked me in the teeth. And I just kept kind of plugging away and trying to remain faithful and, you know, putting my own money into the practice to try to keep it afloat and pay my people. And, you know, everybody was tightening their belts and we, we just tried our best to keep it going and somehow got through it. And once we got through all of that, things started going better again. But right when I had this big commitment to my hospital is when the rug got pulled out from under me. And had I been weaker, had I not been the type of person that, you know, pictured myself like Rocky, I might have given up. I might have closed my hospital and, you know, flash to, you know, 10, 10 years later and the practice is doing great and things are better and the economy is has been booming um, other than that little blip of COVID. And, you know, it's just been great. So life throws those things at us and we kind of have to be prepared for it. And that's why I love, love doing this podcast, because I want to help you be mentally prepared for those things that happen and realize that it's not the end of the world when you have a setback. It, you can always pull yourself out of it. There's always things that you can do to become more convicted and dedicated to the things that you want to create. So keeping in mind that life in and of itself will require you to create commitment for yourself just to keep going. So why do we give up? Let's talk about that a little bit. 
why do we get sometimes give up on our goals? And if we do, can we be strong enough to start over and start again? And that would take commitment, right? So why do we give up? Many times it's our brain telling us that it's not fun anymore. We make up all these excuses, things like, it's not fun. I don't really like this anymore. Maybe I don't really want to do this. Also things like, I don't have time. It's too hard. Maybe this isn't meant to be. That would have been a really good one for me to think when my hospital was collapsing financially and I was putting on an addition, right? Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe there's some reason that I'm supposed to fail. Those are the reasons that many times we'll give up because our brain will create all these narratives for us that it's not right. It's not the right time. Maybe I'm supposed to be fat when you're trying to lose weight. Maybe I was supposed to get injured and I'm not supposed to exercise. You know, we have all these reasons and excuses that it's okay to not keep our commitments. But success and commitment requires you to give up on that negative pity party brain of yours. It requires you to fight back. We have these stories that our brain creates for us that maybe we're just not good enough. Maybe we can't do some of the things that we want to do. Maybe we weren't meant to, but it takes courage. It takes courage to fight that negative part of your brain. It takes courage to fight back on your circumstances when they don't go exactly as you've planned to be committed and create commitment so you can work through to your goals. Okay, so let's talk about ways that you can stay committed and feel committed and pull commitment out when it's so elusive and it's trying to get away from you. So in order to stay committed to any goal, and this could be committed even to a relationship, you have to set some specifics. What is it that you want to be committed to? Now, if you're a married person, That's one of the biggest commitments of all, right? You decide on someone that you can live with, come hell or high water, right? At the beginning, it's love, but then it it takes commitment to stay because it, it isn't always easy, as you all know. But that commitment to staying married is big, right? And that's specific because you decided that this was going to be your person for life. That's what you committed to. And so that commitment creates some work for you, right? You have to work on the bad habits that your spouse or your significant other has that bothers you. You have to do some mental gymnastics around why you want to stay committed to this person. You have to have good, strong reasons to create this commitment for yourself around marriage. It's the exact same thing with any goal. Maybe the goal isn't as big as the commitment that you committed to your spouse or someone that you're married to, but it takes the same kind of work, right? So in order to stay committed, you have to have a specific goal, a specific thing that you're committing to, and it has to be measurable. It has to have an end game. What exactly is it that you're trying to create? So if it's a weight loss goal, if it's a health goal, it really has to have some specifics. If it's a goal like mine where I decided to write a blog, it has to have some specifics. And so with my blog goal, 
it was, I'm going to write every week. It's going to be done by midnight and it's going to be at least a page and a half or a page. I I picked a, a specific amount of words that I had to put on the page. And then it has to have a deadline. So if you're creating an exercise goal for yourself, maybe it's ongoing, maybe it's forever. You want to exercise three times a week for the rest of your life, but you really need to specifically say how much time you're going to exercise and what days of the week. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So measurable, specific, and it's got to be time-driven. It has to have a deadline. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult to commit because you're not going to know what you're committing to. It has to be specific. And then the next thing that you need to do is plan to do it. So creating an action plan will help you get the specific steps on paper. And we talked a little bit about this when we talked about goal setting, is you have to have baby steps. Focusing on the small things within that goal and scheduling them on your calendar will help you stay committed. Because if it's this big, general, fuzzy goal and it doesn't have specific steps, you're very well likely to quit. In order to create a new habit, there is this thing called the 2190 rule. And there's lots of goal setting rules, but I like this one for habits because it makes sense to me. What the 2190 rule says that it takes 21 days consecutively to create a new habit. So anything that you want to do in your life, if you can commit to it for 21 days straight, will start to become a habit. And then the 90 part of that is the second part that creates the commitment and creates the solidity to the goal and and causes it to be an ongoing habit. So 21 days to create the habit and 90 days to solidify the habit. So if you do anything consecutively every day for 90 days, it's going to become a habit that's going to be more difficult for you to break. So let's use something really simple for this commitment thing in this 2190 rule. Let's say you're one of those people that brushes their teeth every day, but you're not very good at flossing. And you go to the dentist and the hygienist says to you, you need to floss more because you have tartar buildup and I'm scraping all this crap out of your teeth (laughs) and um, you're not flossing very well. Let's say that the hygienist says that to you. And so you decide when you come home that you are going to be a better flosser. So you have to commit to flossing every day at whatever time of the day it is, morning or evening or both, whatever you decide for 21 days. And if you do it consecutively for 21 days, it's going to become something that it's going to be hard for you not to do every day. So it's going to go along with the brushing of the teeth thing, right? So you brush your teeth and then you floss and then you brush your teeth and then you floss. And after 21 days, it's going to feel pretty natural. And then if you keep that up for another 90 days, almost guaranteed, you are going to have a hard time letting go of that habit. Because your teeth are going to feel better, your mouth is going to feel better, you are going to get feedback from your hygienist that you're doing an amazing job, and it's going to be part of your routine. And it's going to get to the point where it's so automatic that it doesn't even seem like a chore anymore. I just thought of another thing that's really interesting that's kind of an easy example of this, making your bed. If you're one of those kids that your mom made you make your bed every morning, 
it's almost impossible not to make your bed, right? I cannot leave my bed unmade. My mom was one of those moms that was like, you have to make your bed. You have to make your bed. You have to make your bed. And so I always have, I have done it my whole life. When I was in college, my bed was always made in the morning when I was young and I was unmarried when I was married, when I had kids, I was always yelling at my kids to make their beds. And I don't know if they do it to this day, but I expect that they probably do because I made such a big deal out of it. And to me, it doesn't even seem like a chore. It seems like something you just do. There's no such thing as an unmade bed. And so it's kind of like that. And if you want to create a new habit, you have to work at it like that. And then you will be automatically committed to it. I don't even have to think about making my bed. I don't even have to think about flossing my teeth. It's a commitment that I've made to myself and I will always do it. So another way that you can stay committed besides setting these little goals and creating the habits is to work on uncovering the beliefs that you have that you're not capable of doing something. Now, when I work with people and clients that I'm coaching, they all have these deep-seated beliefs about themselves. And we all do, right? We were all given this set of skills when we were young. We were all told different things by our parents, by our teachers, by our friends even. And we've kind of hung on to them. So we have this inner story and this inner belief about ourselves, whether we're capable of something or whether we're not capable of something, whether we're good at something or whether we're not good at something, there are beliefs in us that will sometimes hold us back. So uncovering the negative beliefs that you have about yourself is a real key thing to do when you're working on setting goals and making commitments. Because sometimes what will happen is when you decide to create a goal and commit to it, the beliefs that you have about yourself will pull you off of that commitment because you'll start going back to, well, I knew I really couldn't do that. I've never been able to lose weight. So of course I'm not going to be able to do it now. That's a belief, right? It's ingrained in your brain. Mine was, you're not a very good writer. How are you going to write a blog? You stink at writing. That was my belief. That was my story from when I was a kid. And so in order to overcome that and become a writer, I really had to uncover that belief and examine it and understand it and try to let it go. Some of us think we're not worthy. We're not worthy of good things happening in our lives. We have abuse from our childhood that we think happened because of something that we did or we brought on, which is totally untrue. Never in your life have you asked for abuse. Some of us get handed abuse. Some of us have to live through abuse, but it doesn't mean that we deserved it. And sometimes your brain will tell you that you don't deserve good things. You don't deserve to earn a lot of money. You don't deserve better. You don't deserve better relationships. You don't deserve a better job. There's all these stories and beliefs that you have in your brain that you need to uncover in order that you can process them and let them go and start picking up new beliefs, picking up more consciously capable, exciting positive beliefs about yourself. And that will help you retain your commitment to the goals that you have and also allow you to dream bigger. Because if you can uncover the beliefs that you're not worthy of greatness, then that greatness is available to all of us. 
And all you have to do is commit to it and start working towards it. And uncovering negative beliefs isn't going to feel very good. It's going to be hard work. You're going to have to be really brutally honest with yourself. Now, sometimes it will help if you're trying to remain committed to a goal to tell someone else. Commit to your coach, commit to your spouse, commit to someone you work with. Tell them about what you're doing. Now, it shouldn't take peer pressure to help you reach your goals, right? But sometimes the way our brain works, it really does give us a nudge. Because if you make something public, it's a little bit harder to back out. So I would encourage you to commit to yourself and honor yourself just because you're you. But if you're really having trouble with certain things, hand them to someone else to help you remain accountable. Because when you're starting to back off and you're starting to fail, it sometimes helps to have a good friend say, hey, how come you're not doing what you said you would do? How come you're not putting yourself out there? Let's try it. And I find that with myself sometimes with the work that I'm trying to do with my coaching business, that sometimes when I start to get a little discouraged and, you know, I go to a coach and get coached and that's helpful. Sometimes just talking to my daughter who helps me with my Instagram and my website and things and, and creating some of the things that I create, she is the person that holds me accountable. She's like, mom, I think we should do this. I think we should try that. And if I say, well, I already tried that. It wasn't working so well. She's like, mom, you say you want to do this. Let's do it. She'll push me. And my daughter, Bridget, is amazing. So if you want to uh, meet Bridget, you'll hear her on the podcast. But she also has her own YouTube channel, Bridget Capel. And you can watch her sing. She's an opera singer. And she also has a little YouTube channel where she does a lot of really interesting things. So um, go to YouTube and find Bridget Capel. But she is a big help to me because sometimes when I'm feeling a little down on myself and things just aren't really turning out the way I thought they would for some of the goals that I've created, she will keep me on track by reminding me of what I really wanted to do. And so if you have somebody that you trust, a spouse, a parent, a daughter, like my daughter, if you have someone else, a friend or a coworker that can help you stay committed, that is a really good tool because commitment is emotional and intellectual. It's emotionally and intellectually driven. So sometimes our emotion gets in the way and sometimes our brain, our thinking gets in the way. And if someone else can open you up to thinking differently, which happens when I get coached, they challenge my thinking, then I can challenge myself easier because somebody can show me where I'm intellectually faulty. And some people like my daughter can show me when I'm emotionally faulty. And the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to commitment is courage. Commitment takes courage because anytime you challenge yourself emotionally and intellectually, it takes a little bit of courage. And whenever you step out of your comfort zone, you step out of the norm, you reach out into something that's unusual or different, it takes courage. Putting yourself out on social media takes courage because people are mean, right? They can be ugly. They can criticize you and people like to tear you down. And so it takes courage to step out of that comfort zone. It took courage for you to go to medical school, to veterinary school. It takes courage to face clients. 
the commitment that you have to your profession is courageous. So the definition of courage is the willingness to take calculated risks and step outside of your comfort zone. And so calculated risks are part of the steps to reaching any big goal, right? When we're starting a business, we take calculated risks. When I was adding on to my hospital, I was taking a big calculated risk that the hospital was going to make enough money to pay off the loan for the remodeling. When I started my coaching business, that was a calculated risk because I was investing a lot of my time and energy into getting it going. It takes courage. It takes courage to tell people that you want to lose weight and then lose it. It, it takes courage to start an exercise program. And so embracing your inner courageousness, if that is a word, is so important to creating any goal. Now, I found this quote by Amy Poehler, and I thought it was pretty interesting. So I thought I would read it to you. It says, great people do things before they are ready. They do things before they know they can do it. And doing what you're afraid of, getting out of your comfort zone, taking risks, that's what life is. And so earlier in the podcast, I said that life itself requires commitment. And I would also add that it takes courage. And I found another quote that I thought was kind of applicable to this podcast. It's by Napoleon Hill. And it says, do not wait. The time will never be just right. Start where you stand and work with whatever tools you may have at your command. Okay, just to recap what we talked about, why do you need commitment? So you don't quit. So you work with determination. So you don't procrastinate. And so you don't make unproductive decisions. Motivation might lead to commitment, but motivation is different than commitment. Commitment is what you need when things don't go well or when you fail. The commitment is the thing that picks you up and keeps you moving. You stay committed by setting specific goals, making a plan to do those goals, uncovering your negative beliefs, being honest with yourself, and sharing your goals with others. And remember, life requires dedication and commitment. Now, if you're struggling to create commitment in your life, if you're struggling to set goals, if you just don't feel balanced, if you have anxiety or stress or any of the things that you need help with, I encourage you every time I talk to you on the podcast to reach out for help. Get a therapist, get a coach, talk to a friend. Please don't suffer in silence. This podcast is all about support for you. And if I can help in any way, please reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. I want you to be more than you've ever dreamed. I want you to reach farther than you've ever reached. And I want you to create so much amazing things in the world that you can't even believe yourself. You're going to wake up one day and say, wow, how did I do this? You did it because you were committed and you had courage. So thank you all so much for listening to me today. I really appreciate your attention. I appreciate you joining me here on the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. If you want one-on-one -on -one coaching, please reach out. I'd love to meet you and talk to you and share with you some of the techniques that we use to coach. If you have any questions about anything that I talk about on the podcast, please reach out. Go to my website and sign up for my Wednesday weekly words. It's free. 
and I send you an email every week. And if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. I'd love to hear from you and love to hear that you're enjoying what I'm doing. Have a beautiful, committed, courageous week. Thanks. Bye.